O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. When I was in high school, and yes, I can't remember back that far. When I was in high school, I knew everything. Just ask me. I had an answer for everything. I was smarter than my teachers, than all those old people. What do they know? They're old. They don't know anything. I knew everything. Uh, numerous people told me, just wait. Wait till you get out into the real world. Well, I'm very thankful that those adults were so patient with me because I hate to admit it, but they were right. I didn't know anything. They were right. I got out into the real world and realized there was a lot of things that I didn't know. You ever hear people say things like that? Things like the real world. Just wait till you get out in the real world. When you're done with school and everything, then you'll see what things are really like. And in fact, I have heard people criticize Emmanuel, saying that Emmanuel doesn't prepare kids for the real world. In fact, some of that criticism came from a close friend of mine who chose not to send his children here because of that. He wanted his children to be prepared for the real world. He wanted them to go to a good college, get a good job, take those advanced placement courses and all those college credits that they could accumulate. But what exactly is the real world? Paul talks about that in his letter to the Ephesians. We read from chapter 6. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So what is real? We talk about the real world. We talk about real things as all these things that are subject to our senses, these things that we can see, things we can touch, things we can smell. Things like this building, this furniture, the people around us. But the real world is more than that. It's full of more than just what you can see and touch. It's full of all the spiritual powers of darkness, principalities and powers constantly striving against us. And of course, leading them is the devil himself, who walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour my dad likes to tell the story about when I got my first pair of glasses. When I was in about third grade, my eyes between one eye exam and the next got really bad. I was walking around practically blind and didn't even know it. So he took me in to get that pair of glasses. And walking out of the store, he was laughing at me because my eyes were about this big. All of a sudden, I was looking around, and I could see all these things I had never seen before. 
or it had been a long time, I could see clearly. Just imagine if we each had a special pair of glasses to put on that would allow us to see the spiritual realm all around us. Sometimes I'm thankful that we can't because that would be a very frightening thing indeed. Seeing all these devils around us, all these spiritual forces of evil constantly lined up against us. Yes, that can be a scary thing. But the amazing thing is that there's more than just the evil spiritual powers out there. There are also the angels, the powerful forces, spiritual forces lined up on our side. In the Old Testament, the prophet Elisha was being pursued by the king of Aram. Now the king found out where Elisha was, and so he brought his whole army and surrounded that little city. We read in 2 Kings chapter 6, Now when the servant of Elisha got up and went out early in the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward them, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Yes, if we could see that spiritual world all around us, we'd see all sorts of enemies lined up. But we'd see even more on our side. More power, more angels. God tells us they excel in strength or without number. And in Hebrews, he said, they're ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. God himself. They serve our God. And he, through our Savior, has assured us that that victory is already ours. He has won the victory over the devil and all of his evil angels through Christ's death on our behalf. They rage and fight, but they are powerless against us. They are powerless to hurt the Lord's chosen. Yes, the real world is out there, and it's a scary place. The real world that you'll have to face after school, getting a job, keeping a job, paying bills, feeding a family, making sure everyone is taken care of, taking care of all those mundane things like paying taxes and getting insurance and trying to pay for everything and still have time for everyone else. Yes, that is a real world. And yes, here at Emmanuel, you are being prepared for it. But more than that, you're being prepared for the real, real world. That spiritual world all around us. 
And that spiritual real world isn't something that waits for us when we're done with school. It's something that's here and now, each and every day. We face that real spiritual battle every day. But we read from Ephesians 6, the verse we read was, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. But Paul goes on, and he says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. That is the real world. That is what we're being prepared to face each and every day. Through God's word, studying it, reading it, meditating on it. As Professor Pfeiffer reminded us yesterday, his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And that word is our greatest weapon against all those spiritual forces lined up against us. So we study his word. And we sing of it as well. We sing this morning in the words of hymn 262, verse 3. I know it's a week early, but Luther's words here are such an encouragement to us in facing this spiritual battle. 262, verse 3. 